Alright guys, Big Joe, Carl Carofill here, and Ivan Frost here, uh, JNK Podcast Paranormal Talk, 13th episode. Yeah, how you doing guys? Hey. Alright, so let's get some uh, discussion going on here. Uh, I know we kind of each have a topic uh, picked here that we kind of uh, decided to uh, go on. Uh, let's uh, start with uh, you, Carl. Yeah, you want to start with me? Let's start and, with you, uh, and let's see what you got. Well, I've got a little bit about a doll. Okay. A doll? A doll. Yeah, uh, probably one of the most famous and most terrifying dolls that are out there. Okay. Um, owned by a little boy. And this little boy was given this doll by his grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just kind of talking a little bit about it, people may already kind of know who I'm talking about. But it's a little doll uh, right now in a museum uh, in Key West, Florida. And this doll wears a little sailor suit. And we're talking about Robert, the doll. You okay. said he was given to him by his grandfather? Yeah. Oh, because I've read other stories where he was given, uh, Robert was given to him by the uh, maid. No, he was actually uh, given it to him by his by his grandfather. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's... Um, the person who owned the doll, the little boy's name, was actually Robert Eugene Otto. O-T-T-O. Mm-hmm. Um, he preferred to go by the name of Gene. Gene. Okay. Yes. So instead of Robert or instead of Eugene, he preferred Gene. Okay. So it's just weird coincidence how this kind of happened that hmm. the doll named Robert was given to, you know, Robert. Somebody named Robert. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Now, the doll itself was actually... It was like a mass-produced kind of doll. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually made by a company that first created the teddy bear in honor of Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. So the company yeah. was actually... Uh, teddy Roosevelt makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yep. it was right. actually Stife. Mm-hmm. Stife Company mm-hmm. uh, was the maker of the doll. And the doll actually did not come with the clothes that you see Robert the doll with now. Okay. okay. Yeah, it doesn't. We can't really know what he came with, but it's known that it was not with those clothes. Okay. Um. People say and kind of think and assume that maybe those were Jean's clothes from when he was a baby that were put onto the doll, but really not sure for certain. Okay. Okay. Now, what's the um, you know the the paranormal aspect of this? Like, what's uh, you know famous about this? What's weird? What's creepy? Yeah, I'm, what... I'm getting to that. Yep. Yep. So, right. <laughs> you need to chill. Well, no, it's not that I'm rushing. You. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, just, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I only know kind of the partial story here. So, I yeah. Kinda well, you need, you need to get the backstory first, ah, right? Backstory. Yes. Context. So the doll was okay, mass produced. So nothing real special about the doll, given to him by his grandfather. Mm-hmm. You know, not the maid as some seem to think it was. Um. Now wearing little sailor's outfit and inside of a museum. Now, this is where things get kind of a little bit weird. All right. Growing up, little mischievous Jean would blame the doll for different things that had happened, whether it be something, a vase moved or something on the floor broken, Mm. whatever. Right? Okay. yeah, Jean would blame the doll. So, okay. kind of as Jean grew up, this doll almost seemed to be his 
best friend. Mm-hmm. While younger, he would actually talk to the doll as if it was first person. So, like, Robert right. was right there with him, and Robert was his best friend. Okay. Um, going through a little bit later on in life, Robert actually, or not Robert, but Gene, um, carried Robert the doll with him everywhere. Everywhere he went. Um, little place that he moved into that he called his, uh, his artist house. Okay. Um, Robert the doll would actually be positioned in the window up on top, uh, one of the, one of the floors. School children going by would, would claim that, uh, the doll would move. Hmm. And that sometimes the doll would be there and then it would be mysteriously in another position somewhere else. Hmm. So... Whether or not that's paranormal or not, mm. that could have even just been Gene kind of messing around a little bit, you know, given a whole right. folklore of Robert the Doll, right? Mm-hmm. This is probably back in the day when they saw toxic paste in school. Kids were eating paste, so. Probably. Maybe that was a side effect. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Well, it was before 1974, because in 1974 is actually when Gene had passed away. Okay. Um, okay. And then the somebody new bought the house that Gene was in. And they kind of became the uh, owner and caretaker, I guess, for Robert the Doll. Right. But things would just kind of kind of mysteriously happen that couldn't be explained. And, uh, yeah, people would kind of equate it to Robert the Doll. Hmm. Um, probably now one of the most interesting things about Robert the Doll, and it, with him being in the museum now, is that... People will go and visit the museum, and they will snap a photo of Robert the Doll. Now, sometimes the photo doesn't come out. Sometimes the photo will come out, but then the person kind of feels almost cursed hmm. by taking hmm. this photo. So the rule of thumb, I guess, is to actually ask for permission before taking the photo right and permission from the doll permission from the doll okay all right yeah and apparently it's it's said that uh you know robert the doll will give a nod or some something to show you mm. that yes you can take the picture um and people really believe it because it's gotten to the point where robert the doll actually gets a lot of mail um sent to key west where the uh museum is and does but, this museum have a name um, I, off the top of my head, I don't have it. Okay. It's in Key West, down in Florida, right? Yep, so, in Key West, Florida. Right. Yep. Um, now the, um, where was I now? Yeah, the mail. So, I mean, letters from around the world will come to this museum that's there. Hmm. And, um, the majority of the letters that are coming in are apology letters. Wow. Because people are feeling cursed. Mm -hmm. So. Okay, now, actually, actually, while you were saying that, I kind of looked into it a little bit, and it's the East Martello uh, Museum in uh, Key West, Florida, uh, where Robert the Doll is uh, now being housed. You mentioned a couple of things that uh, maybe you can fill in the gaps. I know I can certainly fill in the gaps, but I want to know what you found um, you mentioned Robert the Doll, or I'm sorry, 
Gene having Robert the doll when he was younger up until he was older uh, and passed away. So um, maybe you could fill in the gaps. What happened with uh, Robert lived his whole life with him? What did uh, what did Gene end up doing uh, for his uh, for his life? What did he uh, did he go? I mean. He had a job or something, right? Yeah, he, he was an artist. He was an artist, yep. okay. That's why yeah. his house was called the Artist House. Okay, all right. And Robert the Doll was with Gene uh, uh, up until his death. Okay, and Ooh. was he married? I I don't have that information. Don't have that information, says, nope. all right. Everywhere okay. I've looked hasn't told me anything about him being married. So oh, okay. I would assume not. Oh, okay, all right. Um, I've looked up a little bit of this and uh, actually... Um, now, I've heard a lot of different things than what you've seen, so I'm certainly going to, I would love to check out your research and actually where you found it. Uh, what I found was that his wife was actually quite uh, afraid of Robert the doll, so Robert had his own room in the house, uh, mainly in the um, upstairs, just because of his wife's fear of, of the doll. Now, this is just one version that I've heard. Obviously, you've heard a different version. Um... But uh, she really didn't like him, and after um, Jean passed away, she uh, it was her decision to sell the house and, and not take Robert with her. So she was afraid of him, too. Wow, okay. Huh. I'm just uh, trying to... Uh, I have like a bunch of people messaging me on Facebook at this moment, so I'm just sending a message to everybody who's messaging me on Facebook. Uh, keep the message is down to a medium, or to a minimum, because my recording is actually picking up the Facebook ding, ding, <laughs> ding, ding. Excellent. So, yeah. Excellent. Uh, recording is picking things up here. Alright. Alright. So, yeah, Robert, the, 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 uh, the doll, yeah, it's, uh, some weird stuff there. I, I don't know how much of it um, can just attribute to maybe people with vivid imaginations, especially children uh, with uh, you know runaway imaginations and whatnot. Uh, mm -hmm. An interesting thing uh, there. Um, I don't know really honestly what I think about that one. Really? To be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there there have been quite a few uh, doll possessions, I guess you could say. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I guess one of the... Robert the Doll was absolutely one of the most interesting ones. Uh, myself, I didn't have not yet gotten a chance to see or visit Robert the Doll. If you look it up on YouTube, uh, apparently Adam the Woo has. And he's got quite the interesting video uh, on his uh, meet and greet with uh, Robert the Doll. Mm -hmm. However, um, one of the more interesting ones that I found was the uh, the Conjuring Doll. Um, her name was Annabelle, and it's actually a Raggedy Ann doll. Hmm. Yeah. And that doll is uh, in the museum right now, uh, owned by Lorraine Warren, who is also featured in the movie The Conjuring. So, um, and her nephew is John Zaffis, the haunted collector. Okay. He's got quite a few dolls in his collection as well. We saw him at uh, the paranormal convention a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Pos possessed dolls. That was definitely, uh, you know, uh, on the creepy uh, spectrum of things there for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, like I said, the one in particular with, uh, Robert, the, the doll. Yeah. That's the most famous one, correct? Um, well, one of one the of most it. famous ones. I mean, Annabelle as well is probably right up there. The two of them are probably neck and neck when it comes to mm -hmm. dolls, dolls that are, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, supposedly most famous. haunted. Right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
Hmm. What uh, have you been? Uh, well, actually, what I've been uh, kind of looking up is is somewhat related to what uh, Carl has been saying, and mm-hmm. he, uh, I, my biggest thing, I wanted to know why kids see the paranormal mm. more than uh, than the rest of us. It seems as though if you watch. Uh, there was recently a, a, an episode of Ghost Hunters, and they had a, a young boy with them by the name of, I think his name was Hunter, and uh, they were in a, an old abandoned, I believe it was a ballroom of some type or something, I can't remember. Anyway, they had this young man uh, ghost hunting with them, and I think that the reason was was because this young man was interacting a little bit more with a spirit. I guess he talked to him, he, he named him Jacob, he found out that he uh, fell to his death uh, from one of the upper areas uh, of this uh, place that they were in. And uh, so they found that maybe he would kick up some uh, activity. Um, uh, doing some research afterwards, they found out that there was indeed a, a boy there. His, he was about 13 and he did fall to his death. Wow. Cracked his head open. Um, he's seen by this young man wearing a, a suit. Um, so it was kind of interesting to me as to why maybe there's a scientific reason. Have they, is it just child imagination? You know, what is it in fact that kids see or kids have that maybe adults don't have? Um, I guess one of the theories is that the kids' uh, brains are proportionately more larger than the adult brain. So, um, probably by 135% larger than the average adult brain, actually. So they have vivid imaginations and extended brain functions. And this is probably where these things come. Could be imaginary, maybe not. You, we all know a kid who's had an imaginary friend yeah, or something like that, right? So, um, I mean, just at, at that age, your brain is developing so quickly that, uh, right. you know, just there's a lot of activity going on and, uh, you know, it can lead to a runaway imagination. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right? So, and we all know kids too. They, some of them don't always quite distinguish between a cartoon or TV character and grandma. In reality. <laughs> exactly. They distinguish the, yeah. Exactly. So that's, that's one of them. Another is a brainwave connection. So another theory is that toddlers and young children are ruled by their own perception of life. So they have this um, brain waves, I guess, uh, unfiltered eyes, you know. They, they're they not, I guess, jaded by life. So mm-hmm. they don't quite, um, I guess they don't quite uh, see things as we do as adults. Um, and uh, also between the ages of 11 and 14. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, apparently parts of the mind shut down so you really don't have a good perception of life until we turn about 11 and then then we remember things i remember telling myself when i was really young that if i was ever going to take my kids to disney world i would make sure that they were old enough to remember it Mm, yeah good point yeah (coughs) so i think same goes for maybe this type of thing that uh you know maybe um Maybe parts of the mind do shut down. I don't remember too, too much before the age of 11 myself. So maybe there's some truth to that. It's very possible that there is. Yep. Um, I know there's a good portion of before that age that, uh, you know, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember like I little mean, snippets a, kind of here and there. Yeah, but, exactly. You know, exactly. The details and stuff. Thing, yeah. You really don't remember it. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. So, Same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, uh, with the kids, I mean, uh, you know, the most famously, of course, the, the movie The Fifth Element, you know, or yep. not The Fifth Element, uh, The Fifth Sixth Sense. Sense. Wow, I can't Sixth believe I actually Sense. said that. I don't know why I'm thinking Bruce Willis movies. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, just uh, your, your, your brain is very active at that age. And, uh, you know, said it before, you know, your brain's a very powerful thing. And it can fool you into thinking that you're seeing something or experiencing something, right. you know, and then not, uh, you know, seeing it from different eyes and a different perspective on the world. Things can get a little wacky. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe right. you are so. seeing it. Maybe you're not. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. Right. Right. So, yeah. So, and they kind of else to go along with that? Have they, have they proven that, uh, you know, they actually, other things that they can actually see or well, do know anything? Or? I haven't, uh, I haven't come across any concrete uh, proof. Uh, there was a TV show a little while ago with uh, Chip Coffee, who is one of the um, major mediums, I guess you would see on TV. Mm-hmm. And he had a show called uh, Children of the Paranormal. So he'd go in and try and uh, coach and counsel uh, young mediums. Um, and uh, it was quite interesting. It started in 2008, and I'm pretty sure it's off the air by now. But mm-hmm. um, so. Uh, in my research, though, I haven't found anything concrete. I guess I'll have to keep looking. Yeah, uh, when it comes to the paranormal, it's uh, going to be kind of a theme, you know, to, to find mm-hmm. concrete evidence or proof for anything, for any of this kind of stuff. So, you know, the, exactly. obviously, you know, there's some physical things there that we can see. But uh, uh, one thing I've been kind of looking into <coughs> here, and this is uh, a little bit, uh, you know, it def- I would say it definitely, you know, falls into the uh area of paranormal and more just kind of uh strange i guess and uh, mm-hmm. paranoia might be a, a better way to, to kind of interpret this so uh, it would just be uh the number 13 mm. all right uh that, this covers quite a bit here but uh you know we'll uh as much of this as we can um you know basically just the paranoia uh, surrounding the number 13 i mean there's just no uh you know I, looked into this quite a bit there's no mathematical or scientific reason why you know especially when it comes to luck or un being unlucky with the number 13 there's no mathematical or scientific uh, proof or evidence that it's because of that particular number okay it's really at the end of the day just a number between 12 and 14 okay right there's right. there's nothing really technically unlucky about that particular number hmm. right so you know there. Whether it's coincidence or just you know things just possibly happening around that time or around that number, yeah, you know, uh, I've seen that there's quite a bit of positive with the number thirteen as well. So, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just you know, kind of covering some stuff here, you know, before the unlucky part. I mean, uh, the number thirteen uh, comes up quite a bit uh, when it comes to religion. Okay. Right. Uh, you know, with Catholicism, uh, Sikhism, and Judaism. I mean, uh, at the age of thirteen is when. Uh, a um, a Jewish uh, boy becomes bar mitzvahed, which uh, in basically bar that, mitzvahed. I've the, never heard that expression before. Right. Yeah. Basically, it's uh, what's called being a full member of the Jewish faith. That's what it's called, it's called being bar mitzvahed. Okay. Right. That's you're, you're you're making that transition from being a boy into a man. All right. Right. I thought so, it was just a party of bar mitzvahed. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Mazel tov. Mazel tov. Yeah. Um, Thinking you're thinking Jewish parties in Vegas or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe bar mitzvah. Uh, yeah, but yep. I mean, uh, at the age of thirteen is when uh, that transition uh, 
happens here. Uh, it comes up quite a bit, uh, you know, uh, hard to look at uh, Roman Catholicism here. I mean, uh, uh, I saw something earlier about this, and now it's like it's disappeared now that I actually want to find something about it. Of course. But um, <laughs> with the, uh, the Last Supper, right, uh, with uh, uh, Judas being the uh, 13th disciple, you know, being the one that uh, supposedly betrayed him or whatnot, all right? Okay. So stuff like that. You know, when it comes to religion, I mean, uh, it's been kind of lucky and unlucky. Hmm. Right? So, you know. What about Friday the 13th? Friday the 13th. Um, well, other than being a movie and around this area being a time of year where bikers tend to rally together. Oh. Uh, there's really nothing bikers. unlucky when it comes to the number 13. Really? Uh, when it comes to the Friday the 13th, it's, it, like I said, there's just no... Proof that there's anything technically unlucky about that number. So this is something that maybe humans uh, ourselves have just kind of evolved into. It's 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 a paranoia more than anything else. But oh, uh, you know, yeah. there, there some stuff over here. You know, this uh, we can kind of discuss now. Like I said, <laughs> it's uh, considered unlucky. You know, in most countries in the world, you know, it's um, the Mayans' uh, calendar uh, ends on the thirteenth Baktun. Okay. Right, and that's you know part of where the whole 2012 phenomenon and all that kind of stuff stem from. Uh, hotels uh, typically will not have a 13th floor or a 13th room. Um, yeah, what else uh, can I uh, think of here? Yeah, Friday the 13th considered to be an unlucky day, but again, there's nothing really to back that up with. You know, what is it that makes it unlucky? You know, there's not a whole lot of evidence to prove that you know there's anything technically unlucky about that. Um, with, with the, the Templar Knights in uh, France, uh, Friday the 13th, in October 1307, uh, King Philip IV of France uh, ordered the arrest of the uh, Templars, and most of them were, were killed. Oh, on that that would be unlucky for them. Unlucky for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, with the, the 13, it's just there's... You know, I, I kind of, I've looked quite a bit into this. You know, I'm, uh, you know, kind of just browsing through Wikipedia's page and whatnot. And there's, you know, there's some stuff here, but there's really nothing that hops out at the screen saying unlucky. There, there are reason why. Hmm. There's just not a whole lot there. Interesting. Yeah. It really just has been really built up over the years. I think it's, I think it's interesting for some that you know they. Uh, instead of seeing it as an unlucky number, some mm-hmm. people actually see it as a lucky number. Lucky number. Yeah, right. Mm. Uh, Thirteen, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just um, one of those things where I, I was looking and expecting to find more about this, and there really just not being a whole lot there. Unfortunately, wow. when it comes to the number thirteen, I was going to have a whole bunch to talk about, but uh, you know, not so much. No, with this, unfortunately. So Here we thought and. Uh, yeah, not so much. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So, now trying to think of uh, some other par- uh, paranormal stuff that we can kind of discuss here, kind of on the fly here. Um, I don't know if there's anything that uh, you can think of off the top of your head here, but uh, um, like I said, with the number 13 kind of uh, letting me down here, expecting there to be there a whole bunch of mythology and stuff to go along with it. Not so much. Right. Like nothing. Sounds there. very, right, so. uh, yeah. It just sounds like it's just paranoia built up over the years. Wow. Strange how our paranoias can uh, get the best of us sometimes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. uh, 
you know, not walking underneath a, a ladder or opening an umbrella indoors or, you know, really, there's there's really no validity to these things, any no evidence based uh, for our fears or anything like uh, that. Right? There, there really, really isn't. Uh, I, I'd say that there's probably more uh, luck to do with number 13 than anything else. Really? You know, so, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it just... You know, even uh, to do thirteen, like I think it's in uh, in Latin or Italian, actually means uh, to hit the jackpot. Nice. You know, so thirteen, you know, in a lot of places is considered to be a good thing, right? So, wow. Mm-hmm. It's interesting th- that there's so much on revolving around thirteen. Th- there's quite a bit. Uh, I mean, I when it comes to music, uh, there's a, a little bit of stuff here. Let me uh, kind of go through some of these, I guess. Uh, American. Country pop singer-songwriter Taylor Swift was born on December 13th. She considers 13 her lucky number uh, due to lucky events happening to her with uh, uh, when the uh, when that particular number seems to appear. It seems to be pretty lucky for her. Uh, heavy metal band Megadeth re- uh, released their 13th studio album entitled 13 on November the 1st, 2011. And it consists of tw- 13 tracks, including the final song named 13. Wow. Um, famous American country singer Johnny Cash first uh, released his uh, first released his song called Number 13 there are 13 notes uh, by inclusive counting in a full chromatic music musical octave I'm not sure exactly what that means I'm not sh- sure either mm-hmm. uh, American heavy metal band Danzig <laughs> album uh, 666 Satan's Child is called 13 wow huh. The band Big Star wrote a song called 13. Um, alternative uh, rock band Blur's sixth album, studio album, is entitled 13. Uh, Black Sabbath had an album called 13. I mean, uh, yeah, a bunch of these bands naming their albums. Albums 13. 13. Yep. There's quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, what else can we uh, mention about the number 13? That might be worth mentioning. Um, Apollo thirteen. Apollo thirteen uh, was yeah, you know, it was considered unlucky, and you know, it turned yeah. out to be. Um, you know, venturing kind of into the uh, conspiracy kind of territory. You know, whether or not that could actually uh, exactly happen the way that they said it happened up for debate. Right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you do some research, uh, you know, um, you know, surrounding the Earth is a, is what's uh, called the the Van Allen belts. It's a you know, basically strong radiation that uh, humans supposedly can't even p- travel through, and uh, you would have to go past that to you know be able to you know not only go you know past being able to orbit the Earth but to go to the Moon and further. Um, so, up for debate, you know whether that actually happens. Uh, you know, most uh, a lot of people that have researched and looked into this, you know, basically say you know humans can't travel that far in space because we can't get past that radiation without just basically melting in our own boots. So yeah. Right, so let alone in a little aluminum little ship that they were flying at that time, supposedly. So, yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, I do, uh, you know what? For us, thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. What, what what number episode is this one? This is episode number thirteen. 13 episode number thirteen. Right. Yep. Uh, now, what did we try doing here tonight? I, 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 I kind of planned it to be the thirteenth episode. I know. I'm going somewhere with this. Okay, where are you going? So, with this? what did we plan to do tonight for everybody? A live um, show. 
yes. live stream on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And what's happening? Is there something going wrong? There is. Oh boy, Uh-oh. what is it? What's going wrong? We're we're actually having audio issues. Oh good, oh, fantastic. Great, I've, excellent. Yeah, I've had Yeah, we had the Facebook uh, dings happening. Uh Moose. <clears throat> <laughs> But no, like seriously, I've had several people now yep. message me and and say that the audio is really bad. Getting feedback, mm. um, sounds like a washing machine is running. Oh, uh, the washing machine is not no. going actually. No, it's not right uh, now. Wow. Which is weird though because We're the talking. other live streams that we've done have been perfectly fine. Yeah, uh, there's been no issues, no feedback. No problems at all. Yeah, I mean, and to, we're talking about the paranormal. You know, uh, keeping in mind, you know, you know, when we're usually recording this, we're just recording with our regular microphones through our mixer into a recording. Yeah. Whereas, you know, for the YouTube stuff, we're going through our webcam here, and uh, you know, so that would explain, uh, you know, the quality may not being too hot. You know, we, why? T- we we tested it a little bit earlier. Well, well webcam mics are, 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 to be fair, aren't the greatest. I True, think Joe's but... skeptical. I think so too. Well, of course I'm skeptical. You guys know that. The uh, the last times that I did uh, some test mm-hmm. ones for YouTube, yep. using the webcam, yep, they were fine. They were fine. Look good. <laughs> and now this one here has mm. gone to crap. The gremlins are coming out. Yeah. Goodness. Mm. Well, I mean, hopefully it's still uh, somewhat uh, enjoyable for the people on YouTube. I know uh, maybe it doesn't sound too great, but uh, hopefully it's still. Okay to listen to. I've been working with a couple of little settings here and stuff like that. Hopefully, mm-hmm. that uh, might be kind of fixing it. But, I mean, we'll have to see when we uh, maybe look back on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe right. the number 13 in episode 13 has done us <laughs> wrong. Maybe not, we not should been too lucky for us. skip 13 maybe next time. Next time. <laughs> um, trying to think of... Uh, other 13 stuff here while we're going down this uh, 13 path here. Uh, looks like it's a number that comes up quite often in sports, as it turns out. Uh, rugby, uh, each uh, side has 13 players in the field at the same time. Um, the jersey number 13 is worn by the starting loose forward. I am not familiar with rugby terms, Me so neither. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Or lock forward is the uh, most... Uh, competitions and exception is in the europe super league which uses static squad numbering again that for you rugby people you might be going oh that's kind of interesting for me i, I, I don't care um moving jersey, on <laughs> moving on uh major league baseball um they've re- retired the number 13 i guess on uh, a bunch of uh, or i guess the cincinnati reds they've uh, actually retired the number 13 so nobody can actually use that number for uh, jersey playing for the uh, Cleveland, or sorry, Cincinnati Reds in Major League Baseball. Um, let's see here. Uh, basketball player Bobby Phils, who played for the Charlotte Hornets, uh, died in a uh, 2000, year, in an auto accident. It's weird sometimes how uh, Wikipedia orders their words. Uh, makes it uh, sound like I'm stumbling over my words, but uh, they, sh- they have stuff kind of mixed up here. Uh, playing for he was playing for the Charlotte Hornets at the time. Uh, from wait he so he died in two thousand and then from two thousand two, Hornets moved to New Orleans. I'm confused what's going on with this story here. Doesn't say actually anything really. Really. Anyway, I was gonna go somewhere with that, but the story doesn't even tell anything <laughs> about the number thirteen. 
Well, let's uh, let's uh, move on from that. So basically, uh, you know, a bunch of uh, uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Matt Sundin wore the number thirteen. Oh. And look how uh, awesome they look! Did. Look at how awesome the Toronto Maple Leafs <clears throat> are doing these days. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, mm, but Matt Sundin is, is probably for the time that he was there one of the best players. Yeah. So maybe uh, number yeah. thirteen was good yeah. for him. He was maybe good, he was good until he left. Yeah. There you go. Maybe it was one of his uh, yeah. more lucky numbers. I was going to retire from the team and then went to another team for more money. Good for him. Yep. Good for him. Yeah. When he came back to Toronto, he was not well received. Let's just put it that way. Oh, that's too bad. All right. Um, what else can we uh, talk about? Paranormal talk here. We have uh, still probably another twenty minutes to. Uh, to fill well, time with here. So. Well, since we were talking about dolls and children, what mm. about children's spirits? Uh, you know, do children's we... Spirits. Right. Like, do we... Hmm. Say a child dies. Do they eventually grow up? Do they ever grow up? Do you... Uh, you know, some people have claimed to see children's spirits. Uh, locally, actually, there was the... Um, the group across the river who uh, investigated Mackinac Island, and you can look this all up on uh, on the internet. I'm mm-hmm. sure it's there. Uh, in Mackinac Island, on the, in the theater, they claim to uh, have seen a child uh, to the point where they've brought a uh, stuffed teddy bear and put this out as a uh, trigger object, they call it, and uh, the teddy bear disappeared. Mm-hmm. And for three years, they never ever found this teddy bear again until they returned and. They, uh, there it was, sitting in one of the seats. Yeah, an interesting, uh, question there. Um, you know, spirits do the, you know, depending on, you know, when they pass away, whether they're young or old, you know, what shape or form do they decide to, uh, to take. take. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, discussion there. I'm not sure what, uh, uh, to quite make of that, uh, you know, you think it would just, you know, they could at that point just have the choice. But it doesn't really seem to be that way. Right, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You know, would they age? Would they not age? And if they don't age, well, are they that age forever? You know, uh, you know lots of uh, unanswered questions, I guess you could say, in regards to that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and kind of going along with that, too, with these uh, you know, ghosts or spirits... You know, however you want to refer to it, I mean, everybody has some some people have different terms right. for uh, calling a ghost or a spirit. Why they seem always seem to be, you know, confined to kind of one area. Like you would think at that point, you know, would they just be able to go somewhere else? Especially if it was a place where uh, it was negative for them or something bad happened. Or why would they be staying or, right. or right. seemingly trapped there? Wouldn't they just be able to go somewhere else? If I was a ghost, I I would go right. to Disneyland. Yeah, or someplace, especially if you, fun. especially if it was such a negative way that you went out. Exactly. You know, why would you right. be there just kind of reliving that? Exactly. Unless you were looking for like revenge or anything like that. There, there's so much that can kind of go into that, right? Right. So, yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But uh, I don't know. What do, what do you think on that, Carl? Like, uh, yeah, you've been kind of quiet over there. I, I think uh, yeah, for for myself, I don't think that they grow up. No. Um, no. If you if you go out as a child, <laughs> you're a child that's mm-hmm. it the rest of the time um, i don't know yeah. that's just my take on yeah. it i mean to me that would that, that would uh, definitely make some sense uh now when it comes to being you know trapped in one area you know what's do, do you think that what would be the reason for that because it's somewhere that they're like we're speaking children or anybody just, any go, spending, just spirits any spirit. in general 
in general, I mean, it's it's a safe place. Mm-hmm. Something something traumatic has happened. What if they were? It was their death. Mm-hmm. So that might be a safe place for them. Hmm. So that they would figure that the place where they were brutally murdered would be the safest place for them. Sometimes, yeah, because hmm. is the murderer gonna come back and strike twice? He's already hit my house. He's gone on hmm. to the next. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's a definitely an interesting point of view. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. To mm. be perfectly honest with you, so you would think you know the uh, the place where, like I said, you know, especially if that's what happened, that uh, you know that would be the single last place you would ever want to be. Right to to be and you have know, to constantly relive that possibly right so right, yeah right. but I mean if it's their home hmm. or that they were murdered in or whatever right yeah well I know it's that... still their home mm-hmm. no matter what traumatic thing happened it's still their home yeah I know that previously we've ta- discussed about uh, intelligent hauntings and then uh, residual hauntings so uh, just to recap if anybody does not know what that is a residual haunting is of course something that's like a tape recorder and it's playing back over and over again and whether you're there or not it's going to happen mm-hmm. uh intelligent haunting is obviously something that is intelligent it can interact with you so uh maybe i guess if you're reliving this over and over again it would be considered residual so maybe uh, somebody trapped there or something like that would be a, a residual haunting that's mm-hmm. maybe that's how that ends up happening it's just continuous loop over and over again um now connecting that with robert the doll could that residual thing be happening in an object like that that's a good question too anything that i've heard all the legends i've heard about robert the doll is that he's growing older and that uh, the reason Mm -hmm. that he's no longer as active as he used to be is because his soul is getting old and he's no longer able to do the many little mischievous things that he used to do so uh and maybe now that his spirit is older he's easier more easily contained in this glass box at this uh museum he lives in um now, yeah i'm thinking with that too whether it's from what you're describing it seems to be mainly children uh having these uh you know things happen or them noticing uh the stuff Lends me to believe that, that it could just be children with runaway imaginations. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- for me, just the person, you know, I like to, you know, find logical explanation for things. Right. To kind of debunk things. Uh, I do like to do that. Um, I'm just wondering if, if, you know, when it comes to Robert the doll, is just this kids thinking that they're seeing something that isn't really there? It's, it's a possibility. Have there been many uh, instances of, of adults? Yeah, if you oh, yeah. look at look him up on YouTube or mm-hmm. uh, anywhere else, you you'll notice even the staff at the museum that he is currently in, um, they tend to uh, sort of tread carefully around him and mm-hmm. uh, notice that there's giggling and laughing and all kinds of different things like that going on. Uh, you know where where he's present. Uh, Carl had mentioned the cameras and the, the letters of apology and that type of thing. So um, I can imagine that it's not only children who are uh, are writing these letters. Obviously, they would have to come from adults as well. And of course, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a child working at the uh, at the museum. So. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean. Uh... I wish I could play a little bit of this. I mean, unfortunately, the clip's like 10 minutes long. We don't have that much time to Oh, uh, there's one for three minutes. Uh, right there. Yeah, that's uh, some guy. No, no, down. Oh, right this there. One right here? Yeah. 
I think I'm going to play a little bit of this and kind of see what uh, yeah. they say here. Let's uh, check this out. Uh, it was entitled The Legend of Robert the Doll. Yeah, we'll see. Probably people on Facebook won't be able to hear this one, unfortunately. Robert the Doll, otherwise known as Robert the Haunted Doll, is a seemingly haunted toy that was once owned by painter Robert Eugene Otto from Key West. This painter's name is where the doll got its name. Robert the Doll seems to resemble a sailor from the mid to late 20th century. The doll stands about 3 feet tall and has button eyes, and despite the seemingly normally creepy doll aesthetic, Robert the Doll has much more making him so creepy. Robert the Doll was given to the painter Robert Eugene Otto, who later in his life went by Jean. Jean had changed his name after being scolded by his mother, saying that Robert was the doll's name, not his. Jean was also heard having conversations with Robert, a seemingly normal thing for a child to do with their toys, probably just a wild imagination. The eerie thing about their conversations, though, were how sometimes Jean's mother could hear a low grumbling that seemed to be coming from Robert himself. And a well, there you go. Well, that's just a little bit. That's about a minute of that. Uh, if you want to check out the the full minute of that, just look up the legend of Robert the doll, and you can see the whole uh, bit there. Um, yeah, I mean, pretty much... Um, he certainly looks creepy. Yeah, if I had to describe it best, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen it, basically, like, if you were to take... You know, maybe like a, like a sponge or something, and it like carved a doll out of it. Like an old sponge or something, that's what it looks uh, like. Be careful, he looks like he's kind of mad at you there, Joe. No, uh, you know, no nose, uh, you know, no ear canals, no mouth only open about an eighth of an inch. It's weird looking. Yeah. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It definitely is weird looking. Definitely. You know, mm. it's, yeah, when you first look at it, you know, you don't think much there, but I think, you know, the more you kind of look at it, it just it kind of gets creepier and creepier as you look at it. But, right, uh, right. Yeah, and, uh, you know, in looking at that, too, I'm actually seeing the uh, live right now, J&K podcast live stream with a, a picture of somebody there. I have no idea who that is. Who is that young person? I don't know. Uh, that was a long time ago. Oh, that is you with a lot less hair. A lot less hair. A lot less hair. A lot less it's, hair. It usually goes the other way around. When you get older, yeah, you lose hair. You lose but hair. you, for whatever reason, seem to have gained a lot of hair. That's and a good thing. Yeah. I think so. Yes. Do you, do you want to lose hair, or do you want to get more hair? I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it depends on what areas of your body this is happening to. Shouldn't matter. That Well, yeah. <laughs> hair. hair is hair. You're hair right, is definitely but... hair. Yeah, now... So for those few listeners that we've got on there right now, actually, uh, you will see a picture of Gene and Robert the Doll that I have uh, so nicely got for us. Oh, and cool. Nice, excellent. You'll see it kind of moving around a little bit here, but there, there it is for you guys. Cool. You can actually see that. And you can see the the letters in behind him with, uh, it looks like those letters are what you were talking about from people who took the picture and maybe didn't have his permission or whatever seems to be uh, surrounding there. Now, when it comes to, to pictures and pictures, you, know, you mentioned at some point, uh, you know, people who take pictures of him and them not turning out. Were these on old style like Polaroid cameras or are they, we were talking like on cell phone cameras here? Um... I haven't seen on cell phone cameras, but digital and uh, old, like, mm-hmm. film. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, 
with those things, I mean, those, you know, that way of picture taking has always been a little sketchy mm-hmm. to begin with. So, what, digital know, photos? Well, no, I'm talking, you, know, you had said, you know, pictures that actually need film. And oh, right. You said that, you know, that's where the issues were. T- Tending well, to, to happen yeah. from right, so well now you're here on YouTube. Now, if if you look it up on YouTube, uh, there was a, a a news crew that went in to go in and film Robert the doll, and no. I guess he was not very happy about it, and he decided to uh, to destroy their camera as well. So you can wow. you can look that up on YouTube. That's quite interesting hmm. as well. So they went there, and the camera actually was destroyed. It was just not working just right, work and, right, and 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 broke. And then as soon as they left, I guess it started yeah. working again. Maybe they had audio so, issues or something. Audio issues. We can definitely relate to that. Maybe it was the thirteenth that they went in. Maybe, 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 maybe it had something to do with the number thirteen. But uh, <clears throat> you know, if I had to guess, you know, when it comes to the number thirteen, uh, it does seem to be unlucky in some circumstances. I mean. Uh, you know, 13 isn't the only unlucky number. Uh, you can think of, uh, I can think of another number that would probably be even more unlucky than that is 27. Because more... Well, uh, in the rock world, yeah, or in more, the music world. More, you know, just in, you know, just celebrity uh, people in general, more, you know, some really famous people have died that age. Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, uh, um, lead singer of The Doors, uh, Jim, uh, Jim Morrison... Yeah. You know, there's a uh, a handful of other ones as well. You know, all died at that age, Courtney and Love. not just with that. You know, dying at the age of 27. Uh, Heath Ledger, another one. Yeah. Uh, all of them dying with a. Uh, wish I had mine here. I, I think it is around somewhere. But uh, all of them, uh, when they found their body, all had a white lighter in their pocket. Every single one of them. Oh. So really? it's part of. Uh, there's a whole, you know, kind of conspiracy and. Uh, Kind of a mythos around that as well, with uh, not only dying at the same age, but all of them having a uh, white lighter in their pocket at the time of finding their body. Nice. So, do you have a white lighter? Um, I do have one somewhere. I don't know where it is. Oh, okay. But I'm older than but 27, you're older so than we're good. So, so we're good. good. You're we're good. good. You you so made it past. I survived with a white lighter past the age of 27. Excellent. So yeah, but um, yeah, for whatever reason, that, that's something that maybe I'll investigate for a uh, for a uh, future episode because I just kind of thought of it on the fly. But uh, uh, an, an interesting one there to see if there's anything going on with that. Yeah. Mm, um, if there's a connection to the paranormal mm, and a white yeah. lighter. No, not technically qualifying as paranormal, but uh, I think in, uh, you know, something else maybe we can discuss for maybe the last. We only got about five minutes or so here, but still I think worth uh, interest uh, worth uh, looking into because I think it's, it's still kind of intriguing and it is a mystery. So we'll lump it into to the pile here and, and still kind of discuss it. Oak Island off of the coast of Nova Scotia in Canada. Yeah. Uh, so we're uh, you know we just uh, they've just finished four seasons of that show. Now the end of the season uh, found out found quite a bit of stuff actually. They uh, finally decided to go. Uh, those for you who aren't familiar with Oak Island. Go and check it out. Uh, you know, just research it online. There's a spot called the Money Pit. Yep. Ironically enough, uh, they've uh, done some some digging and some drilling there now. I guess this would have been this past year, and found some interesting stuff there. I think this was hole number four mm-hmm. from the area yes. of where like the Money Pit is. Yep. Um, and yeah, just some weird, interesting things that mm-hmm. they found. Definitely, um, you know, they found some stuff there that would justify them. You know, to do a, a bigger excavation there and to do some more research. And uh, <coughs> I think, uh, you know, they found... I think one of the most interesting things that they found there, and, uh, you know, I actually consulted with somebody who knows what they're talking about when it comes to this stuff. They basically found... There's a couple of these uh, big iron spikes that were used for uh, 
they're used on ships. Yeah. Uh, specifically, uh, she was able to nail down very specifically Spanish galleons, oh. which uh, you know, which explorers use like uh, Christopher Columbus and whatnot to, to come over uh, to the area. So, oh. uh, so interesting. Uh, you know, what's possibly buried there or hidden there? You know, ranging from mm-hmm. uh, the Holy Grail to the Ark of the Covenant uh, to the lost art, uh, works of William Shakespeare. I mean, ranging. The, uh, all that kind of stuff there. So, uh, you know, lost uh, Spanish gold or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, why don't we just uh, end off the, the last five minutes here. Do you guys, uh, let's go around. Do you guys think that there's anything there, you know, to justify everything that's kind of been done there? It's like a couple hundred years. People have been looking for treasure on Oak Island. Coming up short. Um, is there anything there? Do you think that's uh, any significance? Let's just maybe word it that way. Yes. Yep. And... If so, what do you think is there? There's got to be some sort of treasure there. Mm-hmm. From everything that they've found, there's got to be something that's there. If you had to p- pick something specifically that you think is there, would you say, would you say it's just uh, you know just like a bunch of it's uh, gold regular coins? old pirate treasure yeah. coins and what have you? Nothing of I don't any, think it's anything like nothing of uh, historical significance or anything. No, you don't think there's anything like there's that. No there. religious artifacts. No. 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 I, I don't think there's anything there, to be fair. Yeah. I, I think that at, at some point there was things there. Uh, I think that it's long gone, though. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of somewhere in between, I would say. I, I think at, uh, at some point there may have been something there of you know, some significant historical uh, significance, whether it be the Ark of the Covenant, if it, if it ever did exist, um, or you know, some, you know, where else it could be. I think maybe something would have been there at some point. But may not be there anymore, right? Right, because yeah. you know, especially if it was something of significance like that, I think uh, at some point somebody would have you know reclaimed it or recovered it. Right, that, that's that's my view as well. Right, it's, so. it's no longer there. It was there at one point, maybe. Right, but. so you know they might find uh, this vault or something that they'd be looking for, and that part of that may still be there. Absolutely. But as opposed to, but you know, when it comes to stuff being inside of it, still, that's where it, it can get kind of iffy. Right. Right. right, so it'd be interesting, you know, if they find, you know, these traces of something, no, to make all of this worthwhile, right? Because, you know, right. these two guys now have uh, put a lot of money and uh, effort into this. So. Right. Along with everybody else, uh, including the people that died doing it. Right. 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 And, you know, maybe the paranormal aspect of this getting into, uh, you know, when it comes to Oak Island, the curse of Oak Island, which is, right. you know, that uh, seven, seven people. people need to die before the treasure can be revealed. Where only six uh, technically have died, actually physically in the act of looking for the treasure. Right. That's that's how, that's how I interpret the curse mm-hmm. is that uh, you have to die. Maybe if one of the divers had died or something along those lines, maybe right. that would lift the curse or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, you know, remains to be seen there. If there's anything that uh, happens with that, I'm hoping, you know, because when it comes to you know treasures and historical. Stuff like that. It's something that really piques my interest. It's something I'm interested in. You know, this show, I mean, I'm kind of hooked on I've been binge-watching it, so I really enjoy it. And uh, hoping, crossing my fingers, that those two guys find something there. So, Because mm-hmm. I think it'd be pretty damn cool if they find... If they do. Right. You, know, you know, like I said, you know, at least part of something. You know, like I said, you know, the, the whole treasure, likely not still there. But, you know, hopefully maybe they're dead. There's little bits there that are, you know, at least hinting towards it. Maybe there was something there, so... Right. So, yeah. All right. I think that's uh, kind of a good way to kind of round things out here. Now, 
Why don't we end off by giving some shout-outs to a few people we know here. Let's start off with the MBM podcast with uh, Mr. Matt Housen and uh, Mike. Uh, Everything RC, if you guys are into RC car racing, and if you just enjoy listening to a good podcast being done by a couple good guys there, go and check them out. They're on Podbean as well, along with us. Then we've got the Space Jam podcast with uh, Wit and Robin, Mm -hmm. and they go and they talk everything from sports, pro wrestling, alcohol, comics, and entertainment. Yes. And they are on Podbean as well, and go and check them out. Uh, they, they go a little bit more kind of R-rated with their content, but they do uh, still do a good show there. And if you want something a bit more on the edgier side, they're right up your alley. All right. I think uh, I think that's a good way to kind of round yeah. up this episode. It, uh, you know, we, we had some little glitches here, uh, here and there with some stuff, uh, you know, webcam, audio kind of stuff. Uh, that's the uh, risk you take when you do an, a purposely uh, aim to do a 13th episode, so... Yeah, I think we yeah. were maybe uh, created our own monster there, but we still came out of it in one piece. So good stuff there. All right, I think we'll end off like we usually do here with a little bit of tunes. Uh, this one is actually uh, from a musician here in Canada. I actually had the pleasure of meeting uh, when I uh, lived in Toronto, just walking down the street on Young Street in Toronto. Ran to this man, sat down and had a coffee with him. Very, uh, very non-celebrity, celebrity type person. You know, just very approachable, just a normal guy who uh, happens to do some really good music here. So uh, here we go with some chaos. The dog is mine. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao. Bye. Got to pack my things and go. Move fast, not slow. Dog is mine. Things I do Move fast, not slow That dog is mine and go move fast not slow the dog is mine oh you got to pack your things and go move fast not slow that dog is mine and go, move fast, not slow, the dog is mine, oh, you got, got to pack your things and go, move fast, not slow, that dog is mine, Malibu, Prius drive, who took who for a ride, wild fox, black boots, more shots, half truths, easy come, easy go, yoga mat, yoda flow, canyon road, Hayden's house, turn me up, Ecstasy, don't 
dog is mine. is mine. 